Hi, and welcome Fat Mascara. Welcome Fat Mascara. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. What's going on? I don't know. I have some good news for you, though. Look at this. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, I haven't seen, well, I mean, I haven't seen your barefoot in a long time. I mean, why would I? But you look like you're on the road to health. I'm out of the boot. Oh, it's great. I'm out of the boot. I'm on the road to health. The foot is no longer broken. Yay. So so what's the, what's the scoop? What happened there? Just like taking care of it? Just staying off of it? Yes. And it's been the five weeks. And I just went to the doctor right before we started recording. I just got back from the doctors. And she said, I am good to go. What happened? Just for new listeners. Yeah, I broke my foot. And nobody knows how, including me. So there we go. And Jess and I have ongoing foot trauma that we like to discuss. Ugh. Which I'm sure you'll be privy to soon. So, beauty, news, good lord, this has been, the news just keeps coming fast and furious, I can barely keep up. I just wanted to remind people, we do record about a week in advance. That's partially because it's remote and we wanna make sure that like, we have to do a lot more editing with our production company, At Will Media, thank you. Um, and it's also partially because Jess has a full-time job, she's a mother, I have other shit to do. So if there's ever a lag in the news that's happening and what you hear on Fat Mascara, please know that is why. And wow, in the past two weeks, I feel like we needed a daily podcast to keep up with the beauty news, am I right? I know, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like we're not really big on Twitter. Oh, I shouldn't say big on Twitter. We really stopped doing Twitter. Sometimes I'm like, should we get back on the Twitter? I don't know, Jen. I'm not really a Twitter person. Oh, we as Fat Mascara? I checked, actually, because I've been on Twitter a lot lately just to see beauty companies' response to the whole Black Lives Matter movement and just keeping up with everything. And we haven't tweeted since, like, 2019, but I feel like we need to get back on that. I'm going to work on it. I know. It's just like the, the headlines are coming fast and furious. So let's talk about what we're going to about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to hit you with the beauty headlines. Again, fast and furious. We, we did as many as we could within a reason today. Um, then topics. We're going to talk about postpartum hair loss, something that I know way too much about. There's hair all over my keyboard right now, hair all over my white t-shirt. It's, um, it's something I'm not happy about, but I got some intel that I think will really help anyone who has gone through this. And really, that's a lot of us. And then, drumroll, our big interview. This is massive. Our big interview is Huda Katan. And now that I'm remembering that's our interview, I am so embarrassed that I started off our show talking about my damn broken foot. Nobody cares. We're going to have all these new listeners who want to hear about Huda Katan. And they're like, who's this girl? No one wants to hear about her foot. Where's Huda? Okay, it is headline time. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get to it. We are packed, packed, packed. I have to tell you guys, it is hard to do a tight edit this week because there's just so much. Now, let's start with something a little personal to me. I have a new boss coming, okay? We have a new editor. I know. This is big news, and I'm very excited about this. We have a new boss, a new editor-in-chief at Harper's Bazaar. Her name is Samira Nazar. She is I mean, she just has impeccable style from every photograph I've seen of her. She has an amazing reputation. She comes from Vanity Fair. But the big news, the big headline here is she is the first black editor-in-chief in the magazine's 153-year history. I have to tell you, everyone at work is so excited to welcome her. Um, we had a little Zoom welcome for her the other day. And she just seems so lovely. And I'm very excited to hear about her vision. So I'll keep you posted on that, everyone. Very cool. Very weird that you don't get to meet her in person for a while. But still, it's exciting. Yeah, these are strange days, um, I think, for everyone um, in, in, in office life. But super exciting. And I will be taking you on my journey. Uh, then I think anyone who listens to this podcast is familiar with Sharon Shooter, the founder of Uoma's pull up or shut up campaign. So um, her idea was to for brands who were, you know, trying to be active on social media about everything that's happening right now uh, with, uh, you know, the fight against systematic racism, people are printing at the black square, people are saying we can't put up with this anymore. But she said, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Okay, P go on Instagram, you have 72 hours, say how many employees you have who are black, and where do they sit within the company? Just, you know, basically, like, show us Show us your receipts or, you know, show us. Pull like, up or shut up, which is the best 
the best Instagram handle, which by the way, she has an Instagram handle following along as all the companies do or don't pull up or shut up. Revlon's participated Unilever, Elf, even brands who have zero black employees have participated, which I think, you know, that's not good, but I am glad that brands participated at all and said this, we have a problem and now we need to make some change. So I think this was not a bragging platform. This was a platform to say, we have a long way to go. Yeah, it's a start for sure. So Sephora took the 15% pledge. Last week, we talked about Aurora James challenging brands like Sephora, Ulta, Target, and other ones to take the 15% pledge, filling their shelves with 15% Black-owned businesses. Um, The idea is that this would really inject a lot of money back into the Black community. And hello, 15% of the American population is Black. So let's just get it, you know on par with where we need to be. And Sephora rose to the challenge, and I'm really impressed with this. So another major, major story. So do you all remember Monroe Bergdorf? She was in the news a few years ago. She made some comments about the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Those comments were, you know, very political, and L'Oreal was not comfortable with them because L'Oreal ended the relationship with her Um, shortly thereafter. Now, fast forward to June 1st. So this was a a few years later. L'Oreal, like many other companies, released a corporate statement implying support of Black Lives Matter with the words, speaking out is worth it. Monroe immediately took to her social media to point out the discrepancy of this post with her experience working with Mm L'Oreal. Well, since then, L'Oreal has renewed the relationship. Um, The president of L'Oreal said in a statement that three years ago, Monroe felt silenced by their brand um, and that L'Oreal did not really use the power to amplify Monroe's voice. And she said, quote, the president here, while we both agree today that negative labels should not be used to define all individuals in any group, I understand much better the pain and trauma that were behind Monroe's words back then and the urgency she felt to speak in defense of the black community against systemic racism. And then she not only gave that great quote and understood where Monroe was coming from, they've since given her an advisory role. She's going to be working on a board to get better inclusion and diversity at L'Oreal UK. So I love that they're not just talking to her. They're actually reengaging with her and have rehired her and also given some money to to causes that matter to Monroe. So we will continue to see the story is going to keep evolving with with lots of brands. And then in completely uncontroversial news from L'Oreal, they have partnered with Albea, which is a global packaging brand for the very first, creating the very first paper-based tubes coming out later this year. So it's not 100% cardboard or anything, but it's paper-based. I look forward to maybe it'll be 50 years from now where we say, remember when everything was like plastic and we just, you know, plastic this, plastic that. We're going to look back. In episode 4,721 of Fat Mascara, we'll be like, remember when there was plastic? I'm I'm so (laughs) excited that they're doing this work. It's incremental, but Less plastic is a wonderful thing for everybody for this earth. If we were going to make these changes, it's going to be incremental, but I think we're getting there. So this really, this lifted my spirits. That's good news. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. 
reframe. I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, listen, we got a problem in my house, okay? It's a big problem. You're losing hair everywhere. Yeah, every time we pick up the baby, there's like my hair all over her. Like she's laughing and like there's hair in her face or in her mouth or she has clumps of my hair in her little fat fists because I just shed everywhere now. Like we have white tile. It's like white or like whitish. And I don't even know. I don't even know what my house looks like. In the bathroom, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. The pillows, the everything, it's gross. So I heard about this postpartum hair loss thing, but I did not know how bad it was. Luckily, I have a lot of hair, but not for long, Jen. Not for long. Okay, so how many months out are you? It's like four months since you had your baby? Yes, her fourth, four-month birthday is tomorrow. And my friend told me, like, because I was like, no, I didn't have that problem. I just, like, I'm really lucky. And she was like, oh, no, just you wait. This was a couple of months ago. <laughs> she is right. Yeah. She is right. So I called up a couple of my derm pals to find out what's going on and um and you guys know them they're pals too dr day um and the amazing dr fusco both amazing ladies who have been on the show to talk about hair loss among other things and i got some i got i got the real deal okay so postpartum hair loss occurs due to the change in hormones after you give birth what happens is having birth is kind of like I'm not trying to be funny. It's a really stressful incident. It's a really stressful incident. And the body goes through that shock, but the body, like the, the incident happens, but it's not until three to four months after the incident that you start to see the fallout, okay? I talked about this when Gwen was on the show while you were on maternity leave. She had a surgery and three months later had all this hair loss. And we talked about stressful and she got the same advice. Continue. Go on. Right. Yeah. Like, so it could be like, you know, a divorce, a death, God forbid, all these things. I don't wish them on anyone. But, you know, like soup, something terrible happened. Cancel, cancel. Yeah. Can- cancel, cancel, poo, poo, poo. Um, but it will go back to normal. But here's the, uh, this, this figure freaked me out. So 10% shedding is normal. Let's just say 10% shedding is normal. But if you go through a stressful event, you can lose 40% in a shedding cycle up to 40%. 
So that is pretty bananas. So I don't think I'm up to 40% yet, but it's pretty bad. Um, things like will happen where your ponytail will seem thinner. Your part line will appear wider. Um, it'll look like you have receding. It'll happen between two and six months after giving birth if you are not breastfeeding. It occurs later if you are breastfeeding. This is not a true hair loss, Dr. Day assured me. It is a hair shed. Can I ask that question? Because I've heard from a lot of people that it's actually like you're not losing the hair you had before. You're just going back to like your pre-pregnancy amount of hair because, you know, your hair grows more when you're pregnant. It's not that your hair grows more. That's a really great like thing that you brought up, Jen. Ooh. Mythbusters. It's not that your hair grows more. It's that your head, your head was like hanging onto the hair. Ah, so your shedding slows down mm-hmm. during pregnancy, and now your shedding is speeding up four times as much as what you just said, forty percent right. compared to ten percent. Crazy. And then um, Dr. Fusco said something that was really interesting. She said that your hair could change in texture um, once your once your hair does grow back. But for most women, it does grow back to your pre-pregnancy state. Cause I thought, oh my God, is my texture going to change? Because I said, you know, I remember my mother always said my hair texture was so great before I had children that, you know, before, like when she was younger, but listen, everyone's hair texture is going to change as they grow older. So it's not the act of having children that changes hair. Oh, these are just coincidences, but we equate them to each other. And that's where these like old wives tales get made because everybody happened to get a texture change right around because they all had babies. So it makes sense, but it's not true. I love it. Right. If anyone says like, oh, my children robbed me of my beautiful hair. No, baby, you got older. Your hair, you know, like gets older because it gets finer and less dense. But your having children does not equal hair loss. It's a temporary hair shedding. Do you get that nuance? Totally. But my question is, are you going to do any, like, are there any products or you just let this happen and then you get back to your head of hair that you're ready to have? That's a great question. So both Dr. Day and Dr. Fusco said there are some things you can do. They both are big fans of Nutrafol. They both are big fans of Viviscal. I was surprised that Dr. Day recommended Rogaine right away. So, you know, you don't need to have, a, you know, a bald spot to go take Rogaine preventatively. Also, she said vitamin D is great. Um, but for all of these products, it really takes time to see a difference. So give yourself three months three months to see a difference. And just remember, uh, you know, I really appreciated that Dr. Day was saying that this is something that people often feel a lot of shame about, a lot of guilt about. She said, especially in a time like COVID, especially in a climate like this, where there are so many very serious issues happening. A lot of people feel like this is something like a self-indulgent topic to be like, oh, you know, I'm upset about my appearance. She's like, hair is so connected to self-esteem. And listen, we just had Dr. Amy Wexler talking about skin and self-esteem. You should not be ashamed if something like this is really bothering you. Dude, you know what would be bothering me? You have to clean up four times as much hair around your house as you used to. That alone would get me to the doctor for some help. Jen, every time I go to pee, like I'm in there for another four minutes because I'm cleaning up the floor, the sink. Like it's, it's so gross. You know what I do? I use a circular motion with my hand to get them all like a whirlwind of hair, not because otherwise you can't pick up one by one. Uh, All I want in my life is pattern tile. I want a terracotta, a marble, like something to like just camouflage what's going on. Yes. Put it in the new bathroom that you've been designing in your head since episode (laughs) 210. Thank you for that advice from the doctors. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. Very helpful. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Dr. Day Fusco. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. 
Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So we're here with Huda Katan. She's the founder of Huda Beauty. She grew up in Tennessee and Massachusetts. She studied finance at the University of Michigan and worked in that sector before becoming a makeup artist. In 2010, she started a beauty blog on WordPress. And by 2017, Time had named her one of the 25 most influential people on the internet. Today, the 36-year-old has more than 42 million followers on Instagram and is the star of her own reality series on Facebook called Huda Boss. We're going to be chatting with her remotely from Dubai, where she lives and where her company is headquartered. So everybody bear with us if the audio is a little bit iffy, um, but let's talk to Huda Katan. 
Uda Katan, hello. How are you? Welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi, finally. I've been dying to be on this podcast. I know. And you're always <laughs> traveling. And then it takes a worldwide pandemic for us to finally get you at home, <laughs> get you on like the Zoom hangout and talk. So true. So you're in, du- you're in Dubai right now. How are things there? How are you doing? Where are you recording from? So I have a makeshift office in my closet. Um, that is kind of my only my only space that I get to myself which has been really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been tough in Dubai and like everywhere in the world. I think everyone's kind of scared and wondering what's going to happen, how much, you know, is it going to take before this gets better, what to do. Yeah, it's been insane. Well, we miss you in New York, but you know what I was thinking about? So you run this huge company, Huda Beauty, and you're based in Dubai, where a lot of beauty comp- global beauty companies are in New York or Tokyo or Paris. Yeah. Do you think that gives you like a unique perspective on beauty being there? Do you know, it's so funny. Everybody's always like, so when are you actually going to move to New York? When are you actually going to move to LA? And um, I kind of like being here. I feel like it keeps me very focused. I'm away from the noise. I'm away from like all the data. There's always like so many things that you're supposed to do. I'm, I'm away from all that. I'm removed from it. So I don't really have any rules to follow. Um, and I like that. I like that I don't have to, you know, I don't have to launch things at certain times. Um, you know, our markets where our offices are, like in London and in LA, they'll they'll feedback us. Well, we don't really think that's right. But at least I still am here. Like, and I can I can kind of be away from everything. I can be like, well, I feel like it is right, or I, I think like let's let's try something, you know, in between. Um, I like being away from the noise. Yeah, gives you focus. A lot of people may not know that before you were. Huda Beauty with this beauty empire, you were a working makeup artist, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's actually how I started. I didn't know I was going to become a blogger. I didn't know we were going to start a makeup brand. I I knew that I was going to do makeup. Um, like the people that I was looking up to at the time were like Val Garland, um, Pat McGrath, um, Charlotte Tilbury, um, you know, way before they had their makeup brands. And I just, I just loved makeup. I love the artistry of makeup. I definitely was more into, um, originally I, when I first got to makeup, I was like, Oh, I love the avant-garde. I love seeing like the Dior runway shows that Pat McGrath was doing. But then I started getting really into like beauty makeup. Um, especially after I started my blog. What do you mean by beauty makeup? So like how to really manipulate people's like features, right? How to really understand, because the reality is in person, you may look gorgeous, but as soon as you take a photo, your features look flat. You look so different. So I started to understand how to manipulate features specifically for photography, which was so interesting to me. Like I didn't understand why I would see myself and be like, I look good. And I take a photo and be like, oh my God, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) I do not look the same. What is that? Like I didn't understand that. And and I really started to understand that when I started doing um, uh, my blog and I was getting a lot of questions about that. Like people were like, I think my nose is cute as a button. And then I take a photo and I think it looks like flat and wide. And I'm like, well, that's because that's, that has a lot to do with like the makeup, lightening and like all those things just like flattening out. And, um, and so it became very interesting to me then um, the whole idea of like how makeup artistry, contouring, moving the brows around, you know, like doing certain things to your features just with makeup could like drastically change um, your features. How did you learn all of this? Like where did you train or who taught you all these techniques? I trained in a makeup artistry school. I I trained um, with uh, Joe Blasco. um, But, you know, makeup artistry training is one thing, but then actually like going out there and doing it is like another. So I actually just started doing makeup on everybody who would allow me to. I like even like the girl who was working my buildings, um, you know, like anybody who was around, I was just doing everyone's makeup for free. Everybody's makeup, all my friends. And where were you at this point? Were you, you weren't in Dubai, right? No, I was. Okay. Yeah. So I studied, I went to LA and I studied makeup, but then I actually, um, I came back to Dubai. Okay. And then when did you start your blog? So the blog actually, what's today's date? The 22nd. The 29th is going to be 10 years. Oh, Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, April 29th, 2010. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so Still much. Still on WordPress. It's just who to type away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know, actually, true story. Originally, it was me and my girlfriend, um, me and my one of my best friends who I was in university with. And, um, but sh- I was in Dubai, she was in Chicago and I was like, oh no, we're going to make this work. And then we just could, we were never communicating. Like we were like, we were missing each other and it took, it took forever to get anything done. And then I was like, do you really want to do this? Like, you're more into fashion. I want to do the beauty side. And she was like, you know what? Like, why don't you do this on your own? And I was like, sure. She was like, yes. And then 
I ended up just changing it to Huda Beauty. It was the Beauty 411 at first. Good name. Thank you. But except for nobody knew what it was. It was like, oh, Beauty 911, hi. And I was like, no, not 911. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, hello, emergency. No, it's like the, you know, information. They didn't get that. What do you think you were doing as the, the beauty 411, not 911? That's so funny. <laughs> um, that's something that would so happen. Like, the, <laughs> um, What do you think you were doing that differently? Because, you know, 10 years ago, there were, you know, a lot of beauty bloggers. Yeah. They were all kind of same, samey. Um, what were you doing so differently that you were named, you know, the most influential person on the Internet and like, you know, five years from starting your blog, really? My beauty blog was definitely different from others. Like, I feel like everybody was reviewing products and they were reviewing, like, that's really what it was. It was, like, beautiful, like, you know, these these layouts of, of these beautiful shots that were, like, it was about the lighting and, and the swatches and all of that. And mine was really, mine was always meant to be, like, the secrets of beauty. Like, when you take a photo, I remember thinking about this and I was so mesmerized with this idea of this photo shoot that I saw of this woman and she was like this model and she looked stunning. And then they they turned her around and then she was like pinned up and everything was not so perfect. And I was like, wow, the illusion of beauty is actually quite interesting. And I feel like everybody's been like kind of not lied to, but we haven't been exposed to that. And I found that really interesting. So I kind of wanted to not expose it, but share it with people that, you know, beauty was something everyone had. They all had the ability to feel it. It's just that it's been, you know, created a certain way, which is fine because you can you can do that. But you can also go back to being you or maybe that is you, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just I just think that there was this illusion that beauty was not for everyone, which that was the thing that I was trying to break. I, I had a I had a mission with that. It's like we want to let you in on the behind the scenes kind yeah. of secrets and which totally. is, which feels very normal now. But you're right. Ten years ago, it wasn't like that. It was like the glossy perfectness and you didn't kind of know how it happens. But here we are. So 10 years later. OK, tell us how many people work for Huda Beauty now? Before it was you and your friend in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are just under 200 people total globally. So we're still quite small. But I mean, compared to just you being your own business, you you run a business now. And Jess and I are always fascinated with like, you know, people want to learn how to make their career better, how to run a business. What do you think is like the biggest challenge of having 200 people that work for you, basically? I mean, I know you have investors and you have other people that help run the business. But what's so hard about that compared to being your own just like Huda on the WordPress, you know. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest challenges definitely is, um, especially being a founder, because, you know, running a business and being a founder are two very different things. Um, with a founder, a lot of times as a founder, you're kind of led by your intuition, your emotions, your creative vision. And as a business person, you're led by, you know, like balance sheets, PL, um, you know, the longevity of, of the business and the health of the business as opposed to the vision of the business. And one thing always has to lead. I always lead first as a founder, always. My, I'm always a founder first. Um, you know, both are very important to me, but one is by far, you know, more important. And so um, it is It is challenging because as we grow the team, it's always really important to me that, that people protect the vision, that they understand that, you know, we may not make the same decisions that everyone else makes. We are by no means a normal company. Um, you know, I say 200 and it sounds like it's big for, for many people, but in the beauty industry, we're still very small. Um, you know, especially for, for a makeup brand and, and now having skincare and, and also fragrance, we're still quite small. Um, but I think the ability to allow everybody to um, have access to me, the vision, all these things is kind of what helps keep us nimble. So you've also spoke about how late getting laid off. Well, first of all, I want to know about where you got laid off from, but was a good thing. I was fired. <laughs> I've seen it reported both ways. Okay, here we go. She was fired. <laughs> yeah, I was straight up fired. <laughs> so we're in a time right now of great job and security, to put that lightly. Yeah. How was, when were you fired and how was that a good thing for you? So I was fired in, um, in March of 2008. And I remember being really... It was 2008? No, it was 2009. Sorry, it was 2009. I, I yeah, it was 2009. It was March 2009. I just moved to Dubai, um, and um, I was pretty devastated to be honest. It was following everything going on in 2008 in the financial crisis, and um, honestly, I was like, I was shocked. You worked in financial recruiting, right? Yeah, I was not in finance. I was in financial recruitment. Um, my degree was in finance, but I hate finance. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, ugh, like 
it makes sense to me, but like, ugh, like I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't, it doesn't fuel my fire. And, you know, I, I like to work. I'm like, you know, there's different kinds of people. Everybody likes to work differently. I love to live to work. I love it. I love to have passion for it. I love to have fun with it. I love to be friends with my colleagues. I love to like, I like to have that kind of ecosystem. Like I love to feel like we're all in it together and it's like fun. And I love that. So I knew like after I got fired, like I was like, I am not going to do something again that I'm not super passionate about because I give everything. Like I, it has to be something I'm super passionate about. I remember one of my friends at the time, he was like debating quitting his job and he was like, maybe we should start a PR company together. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And then two weeks later, I was like, I don't like PR. Um, I, I don't want to do PR. I'm like, I'm going to give my everything into this. So I was like, I'm going to not do this. So I was like, I'm sorry. Don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do, but this is not it. Like, sorry, like don't quit your job, stay where you are. And, uh, and then I ended up doing makeup. But before you got passionate for what you wanted to do, was there any way you reframed? Like you just got fired. Like, how did you like pick yourself yeah. up the next day to be like, all right, I got to keep moving, you know? Cause a lot of people are going to be in that boat now. It's tough. I was definitely depressed. It's hard because, um, you know, it, there's so many, like I felt depressed and I felt angry and I was like, how could this have happened to me? It was like, not right. And, you know, there were so many emotions. I think you go through all these emotional stages, like where you're like, you're mad and you're sad and then you're lost and you feel helpless. And the reality is that it happened. That's it. You got to accept it and you got to move on and you got to think forward, not backward. Um, and what is, what is there for you next? What is the thing that is going to, you know, be there for you next? And whether you, we realize it or not, everything that, you know, most of the things that happen, most of the things that happen, there's always an opportunity out of it. And, um, I didn't realize it at the time because I was like, this is just devastating. I've been working so hard. I've been working on weekends and, like, I remember saying this to myself, I know this was a good thing. I just can't, I can't feel that yet. I feel so like upset and, and concerned with like why, why it happened. Um, obviously the situation right now is so much more dramatic, um, with yeah. what's been going on. Like, honestly, like it's like, I think right now, um, everyone's worried about their health and it's so much more like even more dramatic than, you know, anything it could have been within the financial crisis. But, um, but it was challenging at the time. Yeah, no, I think there's a tendency to immediately start asking why, go back through everything that happened, focus on the past. And you are a woman who moves forward. For sure. I mean, that's clear, at least from your company. You started out with like lashes and now there's like fragrance, skincare, makeup. I wanted to talk to you about your products a little bit. So you recently started um, a skincare line. We're going to talk about makeup too, but with just one product. And I was like, look at the balls on Huda. Just <laughs> one product. Is this what she's going to give us? And it was an exfoliator, which I thought was really interesting because like a cleanser or a moisturizer, everybody knows how to use those. It's more universal. Why didn't you do something more basic? Why'd you go right for like, I'm going to do an enzyme exfoliator with multiple <laughs> things going on? Let me tell you, I got dragged by all like internally, I got dragged um, by a lot of our partners, not everyone, but a lot of our partners were like, what are you doing? This is not going to be successful. You got to do moisturizer. This is just like nobody does scrub. And they were like, this is not going to be your number one product. Like it's just like, it's not going to be a powerful product. We expect everything else to be more successful. And I disagree. I disagree. I think this is going to be really, I mean, it has been really successful, but I actually think this is going to be one of our biggest SKUs too forever. And I have a lot of plans in, on how to make that happen. But um, I believe in the product. This is like, for me, one of the first things within skincare that I, I had, it kind of bridged the gap between me, between my skincare and my makeup. You know, I actually use this product before I apply makeup. I use it because I apply so much makeup. So for me, it kind of bridged the gap between skincare and makeup for myself. Um, so I felt like it made a lot of sense. Um, doing a moisturizer, which we will eventually do a moisturizer. Um, but, you know, it just, it, it has to feel like there's a reason behind it. Like, you know, what is my obsession with moisturizer right now? What am I, what do I feel like I'm missing? Because the reality is there's so many amazing products out there. Why if we launch something, is it going to make a different, like, why is it, why is it worthy of, of being here? Um, you know, we're not that business to have like a ton of like products and I don't want to ever be that business where we have like 5,000 SKUs and or 3,000 SKUs. I don't want to be that business. It's too much. I don't like messy things. You said you made an exfoliator because you use makeup. Are you connecting the two? Like if you wear a lot of makeup after you cleanse, exfoliation is important. The, th the reality is like, I, I, like as you do more to your skin, you need to take more care, care of your skin. And, um, 
You know, I had adult acne. And I think the reason why I had adult acne is because I started touching my face so much. And so I started doing so many things, trying so many new products. And so I started becoming very conscious of the fact that your skin is your largest organ and it needs to be balanced. It needs to be calm. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want to do to it and think it's just going to be clear and even. You're going to wake up with like supermodel skin and it's going to be perfect. Like, no. it's but like, And that is like, you know, genetically some people, yes, maybe. Amazing. Good, good for you. <laughs> I was not one of those people. Now, who do you also just had another major launch, the mascara. Yes. You know, mascara is notoriously hard to formulate. Tell us about that. What was the hardest thing about getting this to market? For me, the hardest thing about mascara is just the fact that like, I don't want to launch a new mascara every year. And like, like our beauty products are so personal to me. Like I, I have to love it. I have to love it. I have to like want to like only use it. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not every consumer. I have to make sure that the consumers who are loving the products that we're launching will love these products and they will fit into that kind of that, that whole, you know, trajectory of products. I do not, I do not have lashes. I don't know if you guys can see me right now. I don't have (laughs) lashes. Um, I have sparse lashes and, um, you know, so I've always wanted like crazy voluminous lashes And, um, so I wanted to do a mascara that would kind of like be able to live longer than a year. A lot of brands will launch a mascara and then a year later, they're like, okay, we improved it. Now here's another version of it. Or here is like, you know, they continuously improve. And what I told, um, I told my team is like, if we have to launch another mascara within a year or two, then we did something wrong. I want this to be the mascara that lasts at least four years. And that was very challenging for my team. I almost thought we weren't going to launch a mascara because of that. Um, but it is, it's amazing. It's really impactful, impactful within seconds. And it gives you, yeah, very sexy, very sexy lashes. I was just thinking about something I, as we're talking, as we're talking at the top, just about like what makes you different with like the WordPress blog and everything, you really honed in on what makes you special. You know, not everyone listening to this show wants to start a beauty company, but you really honed in on like what makes you different and what makes you, while some people may think like, oh, well, maybe me being different is not an asset. You made it into an asset. How, do you have any advice for people on how, to, how they can find sort of their secret sauce? Not for a long time. I didn't actually understand it was an asset, though. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be, you know, to be accepted and to be comfortable being different. Um, I actually, um, I found out um, I'm a rebel. I didn't realize that for a long time. Um, and I have a life coach who I've worked with really closely. And she told me, you know, she helped me realize that I was a rebel. So when people would tell me I need to do things, I'd be like, no. And I didn't know why. Um, <laughs> and, um, and for the longest time, it's kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive because I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be like loved and appreciated and I wanted to feel beautiful. And I had all these weird emotions about being weird and being not normal because my family were like immigrants and I just felt like just not part of society. Yeah. And for the longest time, it, it, it hindered me. It made me like scared of being different. And I hated that. Like I hated feeling like I was an outsider. And, um, and so I had this really weird kind of like tug of war because I was very rebellious in my approach. I was like, well, why is this person right with what they're saying? Like they're, they're just making the rules. Why can't I make my own rules? Um, but then I felt like the need to like please everyone around me. You were like afraid to push back on that. I was afraid to speak out about it. Um, but I had like a lot of my own internal feelings about it. And I felt like I was like I wasn't able to express myself like artistically for the longest time because of that. So it took me a long time to actually get to the place where I felt comfortable being different, where I felt like that being different is actually my USP. It's my unique selling point. It's what makes me special. It's why you should come to our brand. It's why you should be consuming our content. But it took me a while to get there. Was there anyone who helped push you in that direction? I mean, surely it was before the life coach, right? The life life coach probably came after Huda Beauty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, she came during Cut of Beauty. She's been with me for about five years now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at one point, true story, I started seeing her every day. And she was like, no joke. And, and what I told her, I was like, there's so much going on in my outside world. My inside world is not is not coping. It's not able to catch up. And, um, you know, she's really been phenomenal for, for making sure that, that happened. Um, and the biggest thing for me was doing all of that work and realizing what was going on and why I was having all those issues. I have never heard another person say that they're both a rebel and a people pleaser. And I really am identifying <laughs> with you on that. <laughs> it's like a weird mix, right? It is. And like, you have this internal tug of war because like part of you is like, 
oh, I want you to be happy, but like, I also don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so how, who, how did you nail that personality type? Because like, I want to know if there's like a quiz we can take online. Like, how did you get down to this? So um, there's actually this really interesting um, book. I think it's by Gretchen Rubin uh, called, is it Gretchen Rubin? The Four the Tendencies? The Four Tendencies! Yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm an obliger. Yes, I, oh, you're an obliger. I'm a rebel, like hardcore rebel. <laughs> I need to read that and find out what I am. So I'm going to put a link to the quiz. There is a quiz online. Okay. I When you said rebel, I was thinking, oh, that's like Gretchen Rubin. But I was like, oh, I bet your like, life coach has some kind of like custom thing for you. No, she made me read the book. She actually made me read the book. And I was like, oh, shit, this explains everything. Okay, so that's <laughs> a, that's amazing. All right. So I'm going to put a link to it. We can all go the hood away. <laughs> Back to the business. Obviously, this rebel being a rebel has served you well, it seems. So you launched the mascara. Um, we were just talking about the, pr- the uh, production process and how you, when you knew you had the right formula. But I'm curious about that. I've watched a couple episodes of Huda Boss. <laughs> and I know you're very picky. <laughs> about formulas so how do you know when it's time like we know and our listeners know the background of how it works you'll get them from the lab it's not right tweak it again get it from the lab it's not right I bet you could keep tweaking for the next 10 years so how do you decide this is the one with mascara specifically and all products right it's it's so it's not just a formula right it's like how the formula acts with the applicator how long it dries how the certain ingredients within it react as it dries and in mascara specifically how that layers right as it's as it does that and so oh god we we found an amazing formula originally that was so voluminous but then some of the um, fibers that were in it were clumping and so we had, I think, like certain shape of fiber. So we had to change the shape of the fiber and um, the length of the fiber. We had to redo the brush and like remold the brush. And it was just, I mean, these things take a long time. There's a lot to it. And it's like getting the right application. I'll be honest, like some people will have a better application than others. Yeah, that's just fact. Um we made it specifically for people who have sparser lashes and who want like volume and length. Like Mona, for instance, have has a ton of lashes, but they're shorter and they're curled. So she may not want all that volume because she has so many lashes. If she has a lot of volume and they're curled lashes, her she's going to look like she has like, you know, little like things growing on her eyes. Um, but for the majority of people who like who don't have all that density of lashes and want that length, you know, we believe that we're we're really going to be able to to nail it for majority of the people. And say you're not making a makeup product and someone else has another job completely and they've got a project. I have this trouble where I'm like, is it can I turn it in yet? Is it done? Like I want to keep messing with it. How do you do you get like an internal feeling of like, okay, it's ready, or are you always questioning still? No, I, I feel like I know, but I think it's probably hard for my team to know because everything for me is a mood. Everything is a mood. It's like, what is the mood that I feel here? If it feels, if I feel like it's something that I don't like, I'm like, ooh, no. And they're like, what is the mood? So it's like your gut. Yeah, it's my gut. But I'm like, it reminds me of this really bad thing that I saw on this one TV show and this one woman, and I don't like it. And people are like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that's, but, and then I'm like, oh, this is the mood. And then it's like, it feels like a vibe. And, and so that, that can be, I think, challenging working with someone like myself when it's like that. But um, but my team is actually so creative and so amazing. They like the challenging. I think that's just kind of um, inherent founder-led brands, right? Because it's, it's, it's so personal and it's so about their so personal instinct and their intuition. Like you have to kind of be a mind reader. Like you can't get in their head. So it's, it's always a mood, right? With the founder brand? It is. So speaking of mood, Let's talk about you personally and what beauty you're loving right now. First mm-hmm. up, this is going to be a hard one, but like three products. You only get three products. What's your mood right now? What are you bringing in your makeup bag? Um, I live for our Glow, like enzyme, um, the, the scrub. I live for that. Um, like I literally have two right here. I keep them with me. I have them all over my house. I live for this. Oh, so two out of your three products are going to be the Yoglo? Oh, no. Okay, one. Sorry. <laughs> Just, okay, one. Yeah. One of those. Um, I really like a good hair mask. So the Bri- the Briogeo, the the deep um, the hair mask that they have, I actually have it in my hair right now. I live for that. And then what do you do? You just put it in your dry hair and you like do your biz? Yeah, I brush it and then I put it in my dry hair and then I'll wash it out at night. Um, I like to sleep with my hair wet. I know that's weird. No, I do too. It, it makes me go to sleep. I think it's fine. People, people I, don't, I don't think it's that weird. It's like, are you in that you're a night shower? I am a night shower. I always I shower before I go to bed. 
Right, so then your hair's wet. There you go. <laughs> but you have a hair mask in your in your hair all day while you go about your business? Yeah, and my hair, like my um, my stylist told me my hair has changed so much just from doing this. I just basically do it for like half a day. And um, sometimes I'll also throw, throw in like the Kopari. This is not one of my products, but I do love it. The Kopari um, coconut melt, I'll put that on my hair as well. I'm like, oh my God, it's a dream. Wait, but like it's not a hair mask. It's just like a coconut lotion. Yeah, just a coconut, just coconut oil. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Doesn't count. So that's two products. You're good. Three products? Are you kidding me right now? I was like, if I ask her what she likes right now, I know who to. There's going to be a hundred things. So I'm going to limit you. <laughs> a lip balm. A lip balm. A like a really bomb lip balm. I do like the Kopari. I really like the Summer Fridays as well. Those are really good. Okay. And then before we let you go, we're going to hit you with the Fat Mascara 5. Five questions that we feel will be very revealing to our guests about who you are. There's nothing too deep. Don't worry. Okay. First beauty product you fell in love with? Revlon lipstick um, back in like the 90s. I don't remember the shade. It was probably like a... Toast of New York? <laughs> probably. It was probably like definitely like a brownish, a brownish, pinkish, purplish, but I, I, I don't remember. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor? I am a fool for mint chocolate chip. Like, like if that was my last meal request that would be like that would be it i'm very happy with mint chocolate chip yum 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 me too which i know is polarizing you know people who don't like it they really don't like it but i feel like most people like it like that i I would say that's our most popular response mint chocolate chip don't you think jen i think so and then we always ask them if they like the green or the white version i i like that old baskin robbins green with like the the brown chocolate chips i love it yes Good answer. It's my favorite. What's the song that pumps you up? If you're going out, getting ready, you need to like get psyched. Um, Why Don't You Love Me from Beyonce. <laughs> Ooh. Telling. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to relax? Like you're you're winding down from a big uh, Huda Beauty board meeting. <laughs> um, I actually do a lot of relaxing. I'll be honest. I like to get massages, baths. Like I'm all about a nice bubble bath. Um, like anything, I, there, I think you can relax all the time. I'm I'm really big on like just like being like like zen whenever you can. Okay, cool. And then what? Um, you know, we have at Fat Mascara, we're always about raising a wand. Raising a wand. What are you obsessed with? What are you loving? What would you raise a wand to right now? I feel like right now, um, through everything that's going on right now, like there's a lot of like people talking about mental health. There is a lot of opportunities to dig into ourselves and to get better. One of the things that what my life coach talked to me about was like the fact that we are all in a lot of us are in the state of avoidance. And right now we're kind of not being able to do that. And it can be really healthy if we actually, you know, take the time to do that. Despite everything that is going on, that is there's so many terrible, horrible things. But that moment of actually being with yourself, which we've been we always avoid all the time. I'm kind of I am kind of into that right now. Like I feel like I have come through this, like this has been really hard on so many levels for so many people we know really closely. Um, you know, some of us have lost loved ones, but that moment of being able to just be with yourself, we don't always get that chance. And I feel like, you know, when this, you know, hopefully passes, when will we also have that? Like there is, there's growth to be, to be made here. Like personally, I know that's like probably not necessarily the answer that I think a lot of people would expect, but this is like, part of the time and we need to do that i love that and i think you're right absolutely thank you oh my gosh thank you so much for your patience for doing this with us you are the best thank you thank you my loves and maybe we'll see you in person again someday soon (laughs) i know i hope so (laughs) bye my loves you guys are so awesome thank you huda we love you love you more thank you my loves It's time to raise a wand. Before we raise our wand, let's do a listener raise a wand. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jen. I'm Shivranjani. I'm from India, and I've been listening in for quite a while now, and I enjoy the Facebook group so, so much, and I have, like, a new question to post there every day, so I'm so thankful for this community. Um, so I wanted to raise a wand today, not to a product, but to a video and I've, I've sent the link in the mail and hopefully that can be put up for everybody to access and um, basically I just found this randomly on YouTube and it's this amazing 
Japanese facial massage and for some reason something like this had been at the back of my mind already and so I clicked on it and I watched the video and I tried it out and it is so so amazing I can see the difference I can feel the difference anyway so I'm raising a wand to this video and to this massage technique and I'm hoping um, being in this lockdown I'll be able to do it fairly regularly and maybe I love it so much that even when life is back to normal and there's more hustle bustle I'll still be doing it because of the beautiful results that I can see on my face thanks bye this woman was right I went and watched the video that she recommends we will put a link to it on the blog it's it's 20 it's 20 minutes of bliss honestly this is why I love our <laughs> listeners if you guys want to share your own raise a wand with us there are two ways to do it you can email us a voicemail at info at fatmascara.com or voice memo I should say or you can call us at 646-481-8182 Jess what would you like to raise a wand to that was a hard act to follow wait a second I feel like we need to reassure people that if they call us at that number like we won't pick up I feel like maybe they think we're going to pick up. No one thinks we're going to pick up. <laughs> like, and they have to tell us the razor wand. Live. All right, go ahead and say that. Okay. Say yeah, it. You got- say it. Oh, no, I thought it was funny if, if I was saying it live. <laughs> because when I was listening to it, I was like, what if they think that like we're just like, oh, hey, what's up? All right, like with a pen and paper. Like a 1-800, like customer reps are standing by. Jen and Jess are just like, like, all right, what do you... No, we will not answer the phone. <laughs> like, like you just pick up like, hello? Oh, hey. Oh, yeah, sorry. Hang on. I'll just step outside. <laughs> should I? Should I freak some people out and just start answering it? It's like, it's like logged in through my phone number on like Google or something. What if I just start answering the phone? That's what would it. be okay. so funny. No, don't worry. We're not going to do that. Just... You're just going to hear a voice message and then you're going to leave your voice memo. Your little, it'll be great and we'll put you on the show. <laughs> Jess, your turn. Okay. What's your razor wand? So I've been thinking about this one for a while and I think, it, I think it's time. I think it's time to drop the honeypot. So, Jen. Oh, oh, honeypot. You're talking about your vulva. I love when you talk about your vulva. Go on. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We didn't need to go straight to an image of, whoa, Jen. That was way too aggro. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but just uh, I just remembered like over the years I've 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 always wanted to talk about the below the bikini line stuff. So what do you like from Honeypot? Yeah, Honeypot is a brand, guys. I don't know what Jen is. Glad she had to make a direct reference to my vulva. <laughs> I just got excited. I actually remember I remember coming across the brand at the Indie Beauty Expo maybe three years ago. Um, they have these amazing everyday herbal panty liners. And I bought them the other day. Well, that the other day. Why am I saying the other day? Um, I bought them like four months ago from Target. And the what I like about their everyday herbal panty liners is that they have um, a cooling effect. Okay, so I need you to be prepared for that. I really need you to be prepared for that because they are cooling. They have um, a, a well. That's great. Right now, we make Jess turn off her air conditioning to record remotely, yes. so that there's less noise. And she's dying over there. I'm she dying. The cool honey pot panty line. Yes, they have mint. <laughs> they have mint in them. So, like, I'm a huge fan of the Bliss, um, like minty body bar, because you put that everywhere, and I mean everywhere. You are like that is like your own personal AC. This is the same effect. <laughs> So if if you're not comfortable with that, a cool sk skirt on a breezy day. Exactly. So I'm just gonna let you kind of draw your own conclusions. So if you don't like that, or if you're very sensitive, and listen, I talked about this with the derm. If you are very sensitive down there, I need you to think twice. But if you are, if you can take it, give it a try. Like no, you know, give it a try. I would say give it a try. And for six dollars, I think you know. This is like definitely in the threshold where maybe you can give it a try and then obviously you can give the rest to a friend if it doesn't work out for you. But I love these for the summer. Again, small business. I think Target's great for great for carrying this. Give it a try. Tell them Jess Matlin sent you and um, have a cool summer, man. I just picture one of our listeners walking and be like, Jess Matlin sent me for the, the AC panty liner that is yeah. like a cool breeze. AC <laughs> panty liners. Well. 
I love it. That's a good one. I am raising a wand to Luxury Scent Box, which is like a little scent sample subscription box. So since I'm no longer full-time at a magazine, I don't have a beauty closet and access to all those fabulous samples. So I can't be like smelling perfume all the time. So this company said that they would send me a box. And in my head, I was like, I feel like I've smelled every fragrance. But I like filled out the little thing, decide what I get. Damned if I did not find a new favorite. So I'm raising one to luxury scent box, but can I also tell you my new favorite? What is it? It's called Olfactive Studio Flashback. And I smelled it and I was like, ooh, this is green and crisp, but kind of juicy, but still herbal and woody. I could not put my finger on what the note was, but it's just like this note that hits everything you want. It's not floral, but it's like, it's just a little bit of everything for summer. It's rhubarb. Ooh, it's rhubarb is such an interesting smell because it's tart yeah like you get like that juicy freshness but not in the overly cloying sweet way of like a fruity gourmand kind of fragrance so it's much more but it's not as zesty and falls away like a citrus one so if you like that citrus but they don't stick around this rhubarb scent olfactive studio flashback oh it's delightful there's a little cedar underneath and i just feel like i'm like taking a walk through like a luxury like garden Luxury garden. Okay. In my cool with my cool breeze panty liner. (laughs) Guys, I want you to try them again. If it doesn't feel good, take it off. Okay. Because I don't want any, I don't send me the bill from your gynecologist. Okay. (laughs) Please, can we end the show on that? We're ending the show on that. Do not send us a bill from your gynecologist. Bye. Thanks for listening. Our show is produced by Atwill Media. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fat Mascara. Go to fatmascara.com to get a link to our private Facebook group and hit us up. If you have a beauty question, you can send it to us at info at fatmascara.com. We'd love if you send us a voice memo. We also want to hear your razor wands. Send those to the same address, info at fatmascara.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Just throw us some stars.